Welcome to From the Booth, a podcast where we talk about the films playing at BYU's International Cinema. This is the first podcast of fall semester 2020. I'm Mark Yamada, co-director of International Cinema, and I'm joined here today by fellow directors Mahilo Oscarson and the newest addition to the IC booth, Professor Doug Weatherford. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Great to uh, talk with you in the beginning of this new semester, everyone. As you may know, Chip Oscarson finished his three-year term as co-director of IC this summer, and Doug has been appointed as his replacement. And we'll sorely miss Chip and his hard work in building the program, but we're really happy to have Doug with us for the future. If you don't know, Doug is a professor of Hispanic literature and film in the Department of Spanish and Portuguese here at BYU, and has expertise in Hispanic film, something that is really useful at IC. Welcome to IC, Doug. Thank you. It's great to be a part of the team. Now, it looks like you've taught at BYU since 1995. Is that correct? That is correct. I've been here a while. Yeah. Uh, during that time, what has uh, international cinema meant to you? Oh, well, I've always been a huge fan of international cinema. And some of my favorite experiences as a professor here are the lectures that I've given over the years there. But I'd also like to point out that I was a, an undergraduate student here in the mid-1980s, and actually some of my most vivid memories of those times relate to international cinema. So I, I feel like I go back uh, a long ways with international cinema, and it's fun to finally be a part of the organizing team. Yeah. Is, is there a film in particular from your undergraduate days that you remember watching there? Yeah, and at some, time, uh, at some point I might want to talk about this a little bit more, but it, it's interesting that right off of my mission uh, to northern Mexico that uh, I happened to see a, an adaptation of Mexico's most important novel, Pedro Paramo. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I actually saw the film adaptation first in the International Cinema before I read the novel. And it just so happens that uh, as, as a graduate student and now as a professor that I have worked extensively on the connection to film that that author has. And so I guess you could say that my entire academic career is built in one way or another on uh, my first experiences with international cinema. Oh, that's really cool. Well, welcome. I think you're going to really um, help us out a lot. The other big news for fall semester is that International Cinema will present a streaming-only schedule due to attempts to slow the spread of COVID-19. In spite of this, we've worked hard, as always, this semester to put together a great selection of films from around the world that will be available through Hum Media, the streaming platform for the College of Humanities. To see our schedule for the semester and get access to the films on the schedule, visit ic.byu.edu and follow the link on the splash page. Unfortunately, this service is only available to current BYU faculty, staff, and students with an active BYU Net ID. Our deepest apologies to all the loyal fans of IC in the BYU community. We'll be back showing films to packed audiences in 250 Kimball Tower as soon as it is safely possible. So please hang tight for now. In addition to our streaming program, our faculty lecture series will also be streaming on our website. We'll send links to the faculty talks in our weekly email. To subscribe to our email, follow the link on our website. Well, Mahilo and Doug, is it fair to say this is going to be the most unusual, strange, weird semester for IC in its 50-plus years of operation? I believe so. 
we have a shorter program this semester, and as you mentioned, be, to accommodate the health crisis, and we only have 31 films and documentaries. Yeah. So that's shorter than usual. A little bit shorter schedule than usual, yeah. yeah. And a little you know, less kind of maybe natural community around our films. People aren't going to be able to see these live, and so uh, less of that. Um, yeah, no, no events, as you mentioned, and, and just, yeah, the community is disassembled for, for a bit. Yeah, and hopefully people will kind of remember us and, and come back and, and stream some films and things like that. I might point out as well that I think that what you're saying is true um, and very important, and, but I hope that people also understand that although, you know, we've been temporarily sidelined perhaps that with um, communal showings, at the International Cinema, that there's still uh, a lot going on and that we are fully committed to making International Cinema a vibrant experience, streaming this semester and as soon as uh, reasonably possible to get back to the type of active uh, environment that uh, people are used to with International Cinema. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, the good news is that we have a really great schedule that we're going to preview today that people can still access online. As always, we're featuring films in a variety of different languages, which we've grouped together into some intriguing themes, including long takes, which include films with long continuous shots displaced at home and abroad, remembering World War II in honor of the, uh, the 75th anniversary of the end of the war, caught up in crime, reconciliation, artists and writers, international horror, the Rise and Fall of Democracy, a series that we're doing in conjunction with BYU's Kennedy Center, and international animation. So a lot to look forward to here. Uh, Mahilo, what are you looking forward to in particular this semester? I look forward to many things this semester, but I am focusing my remarks for today on the role of, of women in our program. So we mentioned that we have 31 films and documentaries 13 of them are directed by women and or written, co-written by women. So 42% of our program. Um, We're almost there, 50%. Yes, and it's it's kind of the average that we've, we've kind of find semester after semester. We're right around there. I mean, if we look at the industry in Hollywood, I mean, it's, it's just an, an overwhelming 80-some percent of men directors. So we're really trying hard to to find those pearls. Uh, I mean, we, we're trying hard. We we are doing everything to just really highlight women in film and, and these voices. Those 31 films represent 22 different languages, and I have not counted English, so we could, we could say 23. The oldest film is Hiroshima Mon Amour from 1959, the newest is a 2020 documentary, The Painter and the Thief. We have 10, about 10 films from 2019. Anyway, so a little bit of, of uh, an overview like this. So Voices of Women in Film at International Cinema, Fall 2020. We have a few films about wartime and women's experience, women's suffering, Three of them that are based on personal experiences of the filmmakers who are women and wartime. Fictory comes from filmmaker Alamok Davidian. It's her childhood story in Ethiopia and um, living through the Ethiopian civil war before emigrating to Israel. This is this is one of them coming from Africa. 
another post-war society, long-term effects of war on women and society is found in Milk of Sorrow by Peruvian Claudia Llosa. So this is a film in Spanish and, and Quechua. This film got the Golden Bear and other prestigious awards from around the world. It is an amazing film, very well done, showing the horror of the war that lingers through generations because of the atrocities that are done to women and especially sexual crimes. And so um, in this film, we see this, this daughter struggling after horrible things that happened to her mother. The singing oh, is beautiful in this film. And this is the only coping mechanism that this daughter, Fausta, has to deal with her trauma. So it's a beautiful film of healing and, and love. Another post-war story, The Semester with Zana, comes from Albania. Kosovar filmmaker Castrati talks about motherhood and war female power and agency in this film. So a voice of women telling their experience during war. A, f- a, f- a film about oppression as well with Papicha that is coming from um, Algerian writer-director Medour got a certain regard at the Cannes Film Festival and deals with the late 90s Algerian civil war. Papicha in Algerian means a cool girl. It's slang for cool girl. And definitely Nejma is a cool girl. She's an 18-year-old student. She's passionate about fashion. And her love for fashion gives her tools to rebel against the oppressive regime that's taking place in her society, that trying to take control of women's way to dress and uh, limit as well their freedom to travel freely in the city. And in her rebellion, she organizes a fashion show. So very colorful. It's based on a, on a, on a true story. Two more films that deal with social, so, excuse me, social changes with Adam that comes from Morocco. And here we see a filmmaker that is telling a story that is very close to her heart. It happened when she was younger, living at home. Her parents rescued a woman who was on the streets, pregnant, and had nowhere to go. And so it's dealing with Moroccan society's lack of of structure for women who conceive out of wedlock and how dangerous it is for these women. So Adam is, is a story like this, very touching. And the second mother as well. This one, this story comes from Brazil. And there again, this is a film that really draws attention on the need for social changes in, in that society. Um, Riller, this Brazilian um, director and screenwriter, talks about motherhood here and changes in the society where many women have to leave their children to go work for a richer family and take care of their children. So you see how how problematic this is. We have a few films that deal with authorship and artists, like Beyond the Visible. It talks about this great artist from who was born in 1862 in Sweden, Ilma Havklint. And German filmmaker Dirschka establishing Clint as a main artist. And she does it so in giving justice to this artist that was forgotten. A lot of, of, of her beautiful works placed to next to other famous 
work for male artists where we see that actually Af Clint was ahead of her time, but definitely forgotten. So this documentary makes justice to her. And Becoming Astrid, this film by Pernille Fischer Christensen is about the beloved Swedish author of Pippi Longstockings, Astrid Lindgren. And Fischer Christensen explains that Pippi represented an alternative to Cinderella when she was growing up. So we're mm-hmm. looking into three years of the life of Astrid when she was from 16 to 19 and what she had to deal with in order to find her voice. It's worth mentioning that we have a comedy, Lucky Grandma, that's as well directed by a woman and written by a woman, by a co-written by women, Sassy Silly, and that will brighten our schedule with laughter in this kind of dry comedy crime, gang life, really const- a big contrast with this uh, grumpy grandma. So that's my review of the semester focused on women authorship and, and voice. Great. Thank you so much. This is a really great schedule, I think, for women you know, as subjects of film, but not only that. I think, as you mentioned, it's important that we get films with women who are behind the camera, right? Because it, it, you know, they, they provide a different worldview and a different kind of gaze on the world. And I've, I've, something I've noticed in, in watching films lately is, is without kind of consciously looking for women filmmakers, that it's almost like the films we want to show happen to be by women. So I think we have some really good ones here. Yes. Thank you so much. Doug, what are you looking forward to in your first semester as director? <laughs> well, there, there's so many good films on this list. And because I've come into the uh, planning process fairly recently, there are still a number of films that I haven't seen that I'm looking forward to uh, watching as the semester progresses. Uh, but I would just like to point out, kind of bouncing off of what Marilor has uh, pointed out, uh, some of the really great uh, Latin American offerings that we have and many of those as well, as, as she explains, are coming from female directors. I have to admit that um, one of my favorite Latin American films is The Milk of Sorrow. And uh, I, I hope that people will have an opportunity to watch that. And it's uh, set up as part of the reconciliation theme, which to me is, I think, particularly personal. And I, I've always enjoyed that topic in film and the search for redemption and change and forgiveness. Uh, And and I might uh, say something more about that in a moment. But I also want to highlight a film that we're we're still struggling to confirm for the uh, program at the end of the semester. It's called The Eternal Feminine or Los Adioses in Spanish. And it's by the Mexican uh, female director, Natalia Beristein. And uh, it's about uh, a really important Mexican writer, a female writer by the name of uh, Rosario Castellanos, who uh, died of a freak accident when she was ambassador to Mexico in Israel or for Mexico in Israel. And I wrote my doctoral thesis on her, and I'm just really looking forward to that film and to seeing what people have to say about it. Um, But other Latin American films include... Our Mothers uh, from Guatemala and Coco, which we're going to show in Spanish. I really like that idea. I saw that film for the first time in Mexico City in Spanish. If you've seen it in English, you'll want to see it again in Spanish with subtitles. 
And then from Brazil, uh, there's a really good movie called The Second Mother that uh, Marilora has already talked a little bit about. But I would just like to highlight the acting. And I think that uh, some of my favorite films this semester are really strong because of not only the directing and the cinematography, but the acting. And, and I came away from that film thinking that that was one of the best performances I have ever seen by an actor and, and I hope that you will enjoy that film. Another one, Leaving Latin America, is a, a film that we've uh, put in the series called Displaced at Home and Abroad, called Buoyancy, that's in Thai and Khmer. And I really felt that the acting by the adolescent uh, lead is really, really strong. Not a professional actor, obviously. Uh, it's a it's a difficult film to watch in many respects because it deals with such difficult social issues. Uh, but I really have enjoyed that film and I'm looking forward to it. And then to finish up, I might just point out that going back to the theme of reconciliation, there are a couple of films that we haven't uh, specifically placed under that series, but we could have. One is called 16 Bars, a documentary about uh, Speech Thomas, the uh, singer who goes into the prison system in North Carolina and tries to help prisoners find ways to break out of the cycle of imprisonment. And I felt that that film was, um, was very strong and very contemporary. And I also quite enjoyed the account of Auschwitz, which is listed under our series commemorating the end of World War II. Uh, but just the struggles of how do you deal with somebody who has done something so monstrous and whether forgiveness is possible or not, I think really spoke to me and I quite enjoyed that film and hope that uh, people will get something out of those and all of the rest that are part of this semester's lineup. Great. Thank you, Doug. We definitely need to keep our schedule stocked with Spanish language films because we have plenty of uh, viewers coming over to, to watch films with us. So one of the series that I'm really excited for is the Long Take series. And I'm excited because it's it, from what I've heard, the average shot length in film has really kind of shrunken down to 2.5 seconds. You know, these kind of fast-paced films. Um, but the films we're dealing with in this series, which include a documentary, a neo-noir piece, a crime thriller, and a war film, can have long takes that last up to two hours. I mean, the whole film. Right. And it's kind of interesting to see how editing can kind of obscure our sense of time. But shooting in real time really kind of puts us in, in, in the world of the film. It builds tension in interesting ways. Um, it's a cinematic technique that I think lends itself to the thriller. But it's interesting to see how it'll work in different genres and how it kind of pulls us into the world. Um, the series of long takes includes the 2015 German language thriller Victoria by Sebastian Schipper about one long night in Berlin. 2018's Long Day's Journey into Night by Chinese filmmaker Vigan, a film that ends in an hour-long single take, and the Swedish documentary Lightyear from 2008 by Michael Christensen. Another film that we'll be watching as part of the International Cinema Studies course at BYU is 1917, uh, the 2019 World War I drama directed by Sam Mendes. Rob Colson, our faculty lecturer on that film, will speak on how the use of long takes relate to the trends in modernism at the time during World War I. Um, and then finally, the other series I'm really interested in is uh, Caught Up in Crime, which includes films about unsuspecting criminals who get pulled into the world of crime for different reasons. Uh, these unwitting criminals include a Chinese grandmother who faces off with the mob, 
and a Norwegian artist who develops an interesting relationship with the man who stole one of her paintings. These are two films that Mahilo talked about as well and others. As part of this series, we're also showing uh, what I think is one of the best suspense thrillers of all time. And I, I, I'm maybe overstating it a little bit, but The Vanishing from 1988 by George Sluzer is a film that I thought was just a hidden gem when we were looking for films to show. It's been remade uh, in the 1990s version, but the 1988 one is the one to watch. It's, about, it's a film about a man obsessed with locating his, his abducted girlfriend. It's in the style of Hitchcock. Um, and I know, Doug, you, you saw this film as well and, and were kind of taken by it. I was, yeah. I think, uh, I think viewers will really like it. It's a fun one to, to have on our schedule. And so we have a, a great uh, selection of films. We have a variety of films by a variety of different directors and languages and genres. And so please check out our, our streaming uh, selections Please also tune into our podcast each week for insightful discussion of the film streaming at IC by faculty specialists who will be joining us in the booth. Um, just a quick program note before we end for our kickoff weekend on Friday, September 4th and, September, and Saturday, September 5th, we'll be featuring the Oscar winner from last year, Parasite, by South Korean director Bong Joon-ho. Uh, you can stream that film on Friday and Saturday through Hamedia. Thank you for joining us today on From the Booth. Our podcast is produced by the International Cinema Program at BYU and supported by the BYU College of Humanities. We are solely responsible for the opinions and ideas expressed here as they do not represent any official position adopted by the university or its supporting institutions. As always, we thank our producer, Dewey Walter, and our sound engineer, Jojo Hegstrom-Pratt, as well as the staff at the BYU Humanities Resource Center for their support and help. Until next week, keep streaming. Bye, everyone. Stay healthy. Bye.